you know, when you're growing up in Uganda, of course, there is school. It's mm -hmm. inevitable. Mm -hmm. Okay, it, it's not something everyone gets, but it's something that is there. So you obviously have to go to school whether you like it or not. Right. So when I left, when I was still at home, when I was still in day school, it had a very small effect on me. Actually, I didn't even feel anything. You'd go to school, make your friends, what, and at 4 p.m. you get back home and you'll hear the same things from mom. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so intelligent. Oh, you're so lovely. You're the nicest kid ever. And then you have all those great statements in your head and you know, I can do this. I can do it. I'm beautiful. I'm intelligent. Um, you know? My name is Bane Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. Welcome once again to the Ugandan Ball Talk Show uh, with your boy Bane Kibuka. And as I promised you, uh, this is the new edition um, from the last seasons that I've been doing. I told you in the last season that I'm going to stop naming them seasons. So we're just going to do episodes and uh, this happens to be my first episode that I'm recording with my guest. And uh, welcome to the show, Jocelyn. Thank you. How Thank are you, you doing? So I'm doing good. You are such a very busy lady. <laughs> you are one of the busiest people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, it's, I, I just think our schedules don't, they always seem to collide all the time. I know I've I've wanted to host you in my show I think like five months ago no I don't think it's like five months ago but it's been really long just to get a time to have you on here so how is life how are you doing life is good everything is fine I'm doing good mm -hmm. you know I, th I thank God I don't yeah. complain he's been good to me uh -huh. yeah it is what it is all this all this LA you're a celebrity yeah huh? <laughs> Celebrity. Yeah. I'll take that in Jesus' name one day. Uh, it's it's crazy. Uh the reason why I said you're celebrity, actually, it's mm -hmm. it, it, it's actually combines to the way I got to know you. So one day I was on my Instagram, I follow Levixon, mm -hmm. and uh Levixon shared a story about you. I think you and Levixon are friends, and I was like, Oh, this person is moving to Michigan, and it's like, oh, I live in Michigan, and then I messaged you, but then you didn't respond for a while till you came to Michigan. But like uh, finding you on like Levixon page, seeing you with like um, <laughs> Wilson Bugambe. Actually, I have a story of Wilson oh, Bugambe too. Like he, that's my pastor. He and uh, my cousin is called mm -hmm. Freddie Kajum, but I don't know if you know him. Freddie is really close to Pastor Wilson. So he has come to his church quite often. And I got to meet him. I have a picture. I think I'll find it. Uh, I took with Pastor Wilson when I was young. And people would think we are twins back then. Like that picture, <laughs> I'll find it and show it to you. I'll love to see that one. But anyway, uh, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. And as you I may know. I am so, so honored to be talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started this podcast to just listen to stories. I love stories. I love listening. I love telling stories. Um, especially I actually do listen in most uh -huh. of the times. Whenever you put in 
a new episode, I go and listen in when I'm doing my stuff in my free time. And yeah. I really like it. Thank it's you. one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you, have you ever been on any other podcasts? Like before this one, uh, being hosted, interview, yeah, like interview, or no, interview. yeah, no, no, this is my first one. Okay, yeah, I say this podcast to just share stories and listen to other people's stories, you know, and I love stories. But now, from your name, which part of Uganda are you from? Jocelyn Nantume, I'm from um, where I live, where I used to live when I was in Uganda, mm-hmm. in Nansana. But originally, I come from Metiana, mm. Metiana district. That's where I come from, my dad. But Zala Metiana, Mogulu. Okay. Yeah, Cheche Chalo Chate. I can guess where you live in Nansana, Kuchibuoka. Why? Those WhatsApp trends and stuff. No, actually. <laughs> Well, why does everyone seem to only know Chibuloka? Oh, maybe my sister. Oh, I come from Yesomala. Yes, Actually, mm-hmm. I had a shop. I, this is why I say Chibuloka. I had a shop right next to Pastor Wilson's church. Um, now there's a gas station that's built there. But I had a boutique. I would sell clothes there on that street. So I worked there for a while. Um, so what's like? What, what's your family background like? Do you have any siblings? And like, how did you grow up? My family background, uh, I'm the second of six kids. Okay. Mom, dad, my big sister. Mm-hmm. And then after me, there's four. Yep. That's, that's a lot. I, 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 it's just me and my brother. We're just two boys. Like, that's, that's all I had. How is that like? How is that like? <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. I like it. Um, especially my brother is just two years older than me. So mm-hmm. we're kind of in the same age group. So we mm-hmm. understand each other, like now that we're grown, but when we we're younger, we'd mm-hmm. fight a lot. So like- Yeah, me and my big sister, we were never in good terms. We always used to fight. She always had something to do with me. I always yeah. used to get on her nerves, so. <laughs> it was tough when we were growing up, when we were little kids. But mm. when we grew up, it's actually good now because we think alike, uh, we advise each other. We mm-hmm. help each other. So we know what each other is going through. So it's mm-hmm. pretty good to have like a two-year age gap. It's not like where your older brother is like six years ahead of you and like they know more than you do. So I think I like it. And uh-huh. it gets hard at times, you know. There is one, two, three, four, five, six. So at times you, you don't know where that tension is as yeah. they're still focusing on this one. This one is making mazes. So there is that confusion, but it's a, a lot of fun to know right. that you receive like too much fun yeah now that we're talking about childhood like what is your favorite childhood memory like you know when we grew up there's a lot of things like especially us who grew up in africa now we live in america you think about our childhood like what's your favorite when you were young like what's something you really liked uh one of them i I won't speak out just I won't say it's my favorite because you know there are always too many of them. Yeah. But one of them is I remember when we were young and my dad used to come back at home in the night. So he used to come back with ice cream, chocolates, yeah. sweets, and he would pour them at the table. And he had 
I don't know if you know CBS, right? Mm-hmm. So there was that program, Jebai Tangam, Entandaya Buganda, Entandaya Kabaka, mm-hmm. something like that. So they would yeah. ask questions so that oh, you yeah, can yeah, win yeah, yeah. money. Mm-hmm. You know that program? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so my dad, to win the sweets, the chocolates, and maybe some little money, mm-hmm. he would ask some questions and he would be like, what is your grandfather's name? <laughs> and he would give you like a second and you'd be like, tic-tac. So when we were young, it, it used to give me a lot of, of joy when I know that daddy's coming. I've asked, I've rehearsed, I've, yeah. you know? And most of the times I used to win. So when you win, he carries you in his leg and he takes you around the house. You mm-hmm. win chocolates, you <laughs> win money. So, that's, yeah. that's, that's always fun. Actually, when you mentioned that, I remembered my dad, he used not to bring chocolate or ice cream, but he would bring bread. I was obsessed with bread as a young boy. And sometimes my dad would come back very late and I'm ready mm-hmm. asleep. And the only way to wake me up was bread. bread. Yeah, Bonnie, da- your dad brought bread. I'll wake up. Or like they would bring it and they put it on my nose so I can smell it. And, and then I wake it? up. <laughs> okay, that's funny. So that's, I, would, I would sleep like I would dead asleep and my brother had to get me out of the bed and pull me like across the house like to the living room so I can go have dinner I I would sleep a lot and my brother would just either carry me or sometimes he would just drag me on the floor and that was that was always fun and uh, childhood memories they're very beautiful to look back to yeah yeah especially like I don't even know if we knew it was a tough life we were just happy and just living in a moment i think about that a lot like we we didn't even know what maybe they were shielding Mm -hmm. away from us you just get to grow and then you know wow so Mm -hmm. there was this there was this (laughs) so (laughs) what are some of the challenges like you faced growing up in uganda as a a girl child like as a young girl what are some of the, the things or challenges you went through um, one of the biggest challenges, actually my biggest challenge growing up in Uganda, you know, when you're growing up in Uganda, of course there is school, it's uh-huh. inevitable. Uh-huh. Okay, it, it's not something everyone gets, but it's something that is there. So you obviously have to go to school whether you like it or not. Right. So when I left, when I was still at home, when I was still in day school, it had a very small effect on me. Actually, I didn't even feel anything. You'd go to school, make your friends, what, and at 4 p.m. you get back home and you'll hear the same things from mom. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so intelligent. Oh, you're so lovely. You're the nicest kid ever. And then you have all those great statements in your head and you know, I can do this. I can do it. I'm beautiful. I'm intelligent. Um, you know? But all hell broke loose. That was around <laughs> 20, um, 2011 when I joined boarding school for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, I joined boarding school in 2011. I was in P6. Uh, my mom had to do law. So she had to put us in boarding school. It was my worst nightmare. Like... Uh, I started to hear things that were contradicting what my mom used to tell me. Right. And at a certain point, I was like, wait a minute. 
did mommy mean what she ever said? <laughs> so kids would tell you, you're so skinny, you're so ugly, you're too dark, you're <laughs> this, you're that. And in my head, so when all those statements like gather up in, in your head, it started affecting my grades. And when it affected my grades, of course, that was also brought in into the statements and they would tell you you're very stupid. Mm-hmm. You, your grades are not even that good and stuff. So thinking about all that stuff, I, I started to take it in. I started to believe it. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest challenges because it didn't stop there. Mm-hmm. Going to secondary school, it actually became worse. Mm-hmm. I had to leave a school, the school I went to for Form 1. It was too much. There was a lot of bullying. There was a lot of body shaming to a point that I would come to class and my name has been written on the board as the ugliest kid in Form 1. And I lost it. I had to leave the school. So I think that's my biggest challenge growing up in Uganda. That's really tough, you know? Like, I mean, I've been smiling a little bit because it's, I know, I know the feeling. I went to, I went to boarding school. You talked about boarding school, and I remember mm-hmm. my, well, the first time they took me to boarding school. I was in P6 too, and my mom mm-hmm. had to carry the suitcase on her head, and they took me to school. My parents were poor, and like I, yeah. I couldn't take anything. Like you only have a few things to eat, and they don't have take, a lot of yeah. money. Unlike like, other kids. Yeah, and from you point like you just say I asked you because you're a girl and I know a lot of girls in Uganda struggle and you just sharing that with me I know there's a million of other girls in Uganda that go through that and yeah. you personally having gone through that and um, it's some people might think like it's such a small thing oh you can deal with that oh that's yeah. not too bad but that leads to a big thing of depression not doubting yourself not believing in yourself and like it causes other problems in the child's life so and that's actually mm-hmm. one of the biggest well, other big problems I see with it. Like when you talk to someone and tell them kids abuse me at school, kids don't treat me right. Like this is not the way I'm used to being treated. Of course, you can't take it all away. Mm-hmm. You expect that as you grow up, people are not, not everybody's going to like you. Right. But then if you talk to someone and they take it as a small issue, just because they're going through something bigger than that, I just think it get it, it gets you into a state of depression, then mental health issues and stuff. So just like you said, small problem leads to another, to yeah. another. And, and and sometimes the people you're telling these things cannot relate because they're not the ones going through that. You know, you can tell somebody a problem, but they can't relate to what you're saying. But oh, that's easy. No, just do this. Like they have a solution, but and maybe they're actually go through going the... through something bigger. So they're like, right. I wish I was actually in your position. <laughs> I wish I just had to deal with body shaming and right. bullying. That leads me to another point where um, on your social media, and that's how I came to know it, you started uh, an NGO brave uganda yeah what what what, yeah. what made you tell us about it and what made you start that i started that in 2019 that was in my head that's when i got the idea but um here is where the idea comes from just like i've shared with you that um the body shaming stuff and all so i always had it in mind that when i grow up I want to be a hope for those that don't have hope. Mm-hmm. 
I want to help others to learn the easy way. I want them to learn from me so that they don't have to learn the hard way like I did something of the sort. So in 2019, I got the idea and I'm like, Brave can be a platform for many girls. I can study it up, it can help them in one way or another. So when I came back to Uganda, I started and one of the people that really helped me with that- Hold up, hold up brother. Coming back from Uganda, where were you from? Uh, In Boston. Okay, all right. In Boston. So, I came back and that is the only thing that was in my mind. I just wanted to start a brave. I wanted to be someone to help the girls. I wanted to be able to talk to them. Uh, I knew I didn't have all the experience in the world. Like there were very many people who have experienced harder things than than I have, but I wanted some girls my age because girls my age have usually not passed through a lot. Like the people up there. So I wanted to help them with what I knew. So when I came back, I started up Brave um, and I wanted it to be also something that can be used to reach out to people in villages. So one of the people that helped me with it so, so much was Booker. Uh Booker, my mom, my big sister, and my brother. Shout out to Booker Chimmy and your family. (laughs) Yeah, so they helped me so, so, so very much. And then some, a few of my classmates, the ones that stayed. And yeah, I think that's why I started to help girls. Okay. And that's that's a good, that's the whole reason I, I discovered that from you and I wanted to talk to you about it. And uh, on my podcast, I've talked about girls. My dad has an organization. Actually, it's a home that helps girls that are, abandoned abused and i'm so touched with those i never had a sister i told you we're just two boys um so for me to see people standing out there to help girls i mean i never had a sister but i've seen girls that i grew up with that were my friends that went to school with and the way they struggle and to see people coming out to help those girls and when i saw your organization i wanted to ask you about it and i knew that the reason behind you studying it was of the things that you went through that you just shared with us and that's what i wanted to talk to you more and like even our listeners to hear about some of these things that are happening and like getting to know something that you're doing i have a lot of listeners friends back in uganda that might not even know about this but it's something that they can jump onto and uh, help them and they hear from experience like hear from somebody else and that's the other point why I said this podcast to share these stories so to create awareness so other people can know about things that are going and I share from my experience from the first episodes and that's yeah. why I want people to take out of this um so I checked your social media I I didn't stalk mm-hmm. you but like I follow you <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> I, tell, I tell people that uh, on my last episode I told a guy I discovered something yeah. he does from his social media but I promise I didn't I didn't start I just saw it <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um so the you have Shiro's it's called Shiro's yeah which yeah. is a discussion and you have a schedule and some of the things I saw you have um, education motivation business uh, fashion style talent entertainment relationship and like you have 
different dates when you do those things. So can yeah. you break this down for us? Um, you don't have to go in depth, but like, what do you cover in education? What you cover in education is, you know, now that the lockdown is here, mm-hmm. has been there like most girls in Uganda, you know, sure as it's for the ladies. Yeah. Specifically. What does it so, stand for? Shiraz. Yeah, it's just Shiraz. Uh, hero. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That makes sense. From hero and then to Shiraz. Okay. Just that the, makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so there are many girls in Uganda that have not been going to school. Actually, they are still not going to school. And that includes my siblings too. So education, first of all, there is encouraging them to tell them that yes, you can you are seated at home, there is no school right now, but you can look past the lockdown. You can look for opportunities online, you can do something online, you can look for scholarships outside of the country maybe, you could keep studying now. The group has girls of different ages. So you tell them you can keep studying if you're in secondary school, keep studying because there is going to be a day where they're going to open schools and you'll need to go back and catch up. So study and study ahead because you're going to come, they're going to pile you with a lot of work. So basically that's it. So is it just like uh, encouraging them or you have some people that can actually help them with their So education? now coming to the health part, since Shiro's is still something that is um, a starter, group we've not yet reached there but that is one of the goals to get people like maybe teachers maybe uh counselors or something to come in the group and share with the girls right uh to come and maybe teach maybe do zoom classes maybe you know Mm-hmm. But for now, it's just a starter. So that's what we are doing in the part of education. But in the near future, that's what we are looking at. Yeah, um, that's, that's the same thing I'm doing with my uh, cousin. My cousin, I think you've seen, he's eight and he was in top class and he has not been mm-hmm. to class. Like he's now eight and he's still in top class. So, Oh, the little the, boy. Yeah, the one and is- the, yeah, and the schools are closed. So what I did was to hire a private teacher who is teaching him every day but yeah like at home so he's catching up and like the school that i want to take him to say they'll give him an interview so he can go to like p1 so he's not wasting all his years all the time yeah yeah. so that's a good thing actually to have for people especially like you mentioned the lockdown and um, like even girls that are just struggling with education to be there and just motivate them and And you know there's very many girls who are this lockdown is like it has a very negative impact because they, they locked down the first time in 2020 people mm-hmm. lost the entire year right. and now there is a second lockdown like there are very many girls using it yeah you're going to find uh, a young girl who would have been going to to maybe a level saying oh this is it i'm stopping at form four you know something of that sort so I think just giving them that push and encouraging them and telling them, you know, you can do it, you know, there is this, Mm -hmm. getting girls who have different stories of dropping out of school and making it to becoming big thing, big people in the world. So yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. And just, it's something that people need. They, they, the girls need it because 
I was watching um, Bobby Wine's wife, Bobby, and she was sharing stories of girls who got pregnant during mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, lockdown. COVID, the lockdown. And yeah, I think something like that is really helpful. And it's really happening. Yeah. And that leads me to the motivation part. Like, what is that the kind of, how do you do the motivation? I mean, it's well, self-explanatory. Well, but... motivation, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just like you say, kind of self-explanatory, but um, it's sharing stories of women that have made it since it's a ladies group. Mm-hmm. Women that have made it, um, and mostly we are now we are not focusing on the international women. We are for now we are focusing on the women at home. Yeah. Our children in Uganda, our Right. talk of the likes of Winnie Yanima, Talk about Babicha Gulani. Talk about in the music industry, we've seen people like Shiba. We've seen people, you know. Yeah. Those women who have strived and they've come out and they've they've beaten up the odds now most times in motivation i like to talk to them about body shaming because me that's where now i come in that was my experience and whenever i talk about it it is so um it is so like amazing to see how girls are yearning to hear from people about that so i normally talk to them about oliver nakakande the the former miss uganda um how she passed through body shaming and whatever they used to call her and making it to miss uganda so motivational stories but from women in our country okay yeah i say that's that's a good idea because it's easy for people to relate to the the, the people that are in like a local from Uganda. Yeah. It's like telling somebody, oh, you grew up and be like Mark Zolberg, who created, he has never seen it. Like, he doesn't even know I the know. person, you know? But like, it's cool to see people from your own country, like people you yeah. know that have made it, that you can make it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go through all these other ones, like fashion and style. Like, what, what do you do in fashion and style? Fashion and style, of course, now sharing those who, sharing just you have to put on this you have to put on this while advising them on how a lady is supposed to dress up Mm -hmm. you know there is a certain way i don't want to that is a sensitive part but (laughs) i (laughs) you know you can say something and someone might take the wrong way Mm -hmm. but to me personally i feel like the way you dress up has a very big impact on what someone is going to think about you. So in fashion and style, we talk about being decent, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, stylish and fashionable. Right. You can be smart and yet you are decent at the same time. So that is what we are trying to promote. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, and I'm glad you explained that. I mean, yeah, people can take (laughs) anything, you know, like even if you don't intend to, say in a bad way but somebody can just take it and that's inevitable like you can't avoid it but it's good like you put a disclaimer there for somebody to know your yeah actually even even in the group i told them now i do not have a problem with what you decide to wear because everyone has a choice you are entitled to your opinion to your choice but listen this is my opinion Mm -hmm. if you like it you take it if you yeah. don't like it, I, I prefer that you leave it there and you do not scold or, you know. 
Yeah, but, but, but you made a good point when you say that the way you dress tells a lot about you as a person. So like yeah. somebody can get the first impression of you from just looking just at you. Just know? the yeah. decorum, just the way you dress, the way you're behaving. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so yeah, talent and uh, entertainment. Talent and entertainment. There's too many talents. Now, personally, I'm a very talented person. Like a multi-talented. In what? I do a lot of stuff. Are you a comedian? I do acting. I can act. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh -huh. I can act. I can sing. I can dance. Yeah, I've, I've seen your TikTok. I can. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Are uh -huh. you really serious? You're not a stalker? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. If you follow somebody, you're not a stalker. Uh, I might, I might need a restraining order. You know? <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, so I'm a multi-talented person. There is a lot I can do. I, fi I actually find it hard at times to focus on one thing because whatever I touch, I can make magic. Right. So in talents, I just tell them, there is a lot of hope on the side of your talent, uh -huh. even when on the side of your education, it hasn't worked. Right. There are very many people we've seen who, are, who have made it through education they have their degrees, but then they've joined the music industry. They didn't get the money from the degree they have, but they got the money from the talent that they uh -huh. have. Okay. The likes of Waiki Bender. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, he has okay. his degree, mm -hmm. but he's making a lot of money in music. Yeah. So he's talented. And we just encourage them because, you know, parents have this kind of mentality that, um, you know, you're supposed to be a doctor, you're supposed to be a lawyer, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that. And then they tend to forget that this is also something that can make, that can earn someone a living. Mm -hmm. And when someone loves something, there is a way that it's, it's just going to be in them. You can't, you can't take it away seize it you can't yeah. you know put it away from them so we just encourage them that you can keep on promoting your talent because mm -hmm. one day one time now that there is the lockdown uh, you know uh, that guy who that guy mc africa no i don't mc africa the one of uh, it's a friday oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. that guy <laughs> i mean that is just talent <laughs> he's, he's now everywhere you know i know yeah i've seen him and all over that is just media crystal talent right nothing else so yeah um actually now we're gonna combine these last two relationships and spiritual mothers like and for relationships of course young girls uh you you get a boyfriend mm -hmm. can you believe like the the ideas of like boyfriend girlfriend relationships are totally different from the u.s and uganda like it's on the opposite of it like it's here, on the opposite. yeah here, like a middle school kid will come home mommy this is my boyfriend mommy it's my girlfriend like you do mm -hmm. that in uganda yeah. you're gonna get your head cut off <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking for a deathbed yeah but yeah it's it's yeah. good to have actually somebody to talk to people about these things and like yeah i'm sure spiritual mothers is just talking to them about god and just reminding them yeah. about god the creator so yes and buses and yeah that's it and that's good to just to have a time to spend to god with god and uh reminding them 
people because yeah. that's what God asks us to do. Um, sometimes in sometime in July last year, you had a no apology campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that about? Body shaming. Body shaming. Okay, because I saw a few videos of people talking about their lives, and can you just yeah. talk a little bit about it? Uh, so I started that no apologies body campaign. It was the time when we were in lockdown, okay. and people were using the internet so much. Mm-hmm. And I realized there wasn't yet, there, there wasn't, what should I say? There wasn't a time before that people ever used the internet as much as they used it in the first lockdown because that was the only solution. Yeah. So I decided to put this campaign out there just to help people body shaming, telling them how they can handle if they are going through that, that and telling them what they are supposed to do and mm-hmm. asking people not to do the body shaming things like that and i'm glad it got very many positive responses yeah that's uh, very many girls actually appreciated yeah that's really that's really something that's actually big that people ignore but to do that just like asking girls do not apologize for who you are right if you're tall that is you if you're short that is you Mm -hmm. fat or skinny light or dark do not apologize you're just a masterpiece. So that was the whole concept. Yeah. So actually, to all our listeners, this is a very good uh, organization. And what do people have to do to join it? Like how do or can they just connect? Right to... now mm-hmm. that I'm not back home. No, the girls actually, like girls who want help. Oh, who want help? Yeah. You can reach out to me. Okay. Yeah. We'll... Yeah, we'll provide your social media and the social media for brave uganda and uh so they can come and seek help advice and all these things we've talked about like if any girl those of you who are listening that are in uganda then all over the world social media gets mm-hmm. everyone wherever social media gets <laughs> you will connect so all yeah. over the world uh so yeah we're coming to towards the close of this uh mm. episode um but I have this question from Booker Chimmy that I've kept for a long time, ever since I released this <laughs> episode. But mm-hmm. when Booker was on the show, he said, yeah. actually, it was after we recorded, I was just talking to him, having a conversation. And he yeah. said, you are the reason why he did the song, I Don't Know, no, Don't Know. And he wanted <laughs> you to tell the story in your, the day I host you, the story behind that. Okay, so <laughs> wow, but Booker. So <laughs> there is um, there is this guy I like so much, Honorable Mohammed Segirinya. Segirinya is my favorite. M- my favorite MP of Kawempe North, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Honorable Segirinya. <laughs> I know. So I just like the way he handles himself. I like the way he's free. So there is this video of his whereby he was in the Khan, he was really happy after passing through elections and he was mm-hmm. like, Simanina Kumanya. Simanina Kumanya. So it was like my favorite video. So everything that used to make me happy, I used to just post it on my WhatsApp status or my yeah. Instagram. And then after that, I put the Simanina Kumanya. Simanina Kumanya. And then Booker used to tell me, but you and this video. And I'm like, by the way, you should make a song of mm-hmm of that you know yeah. because he, he makes very nice songs of catchphrases right. that are yeah. popular so yeah. i told him you should think about it and then all of a sudden he tells me 
hey, you need to listen to this demo. And I listen and, and it's like, I don't know for those notes. Imagine that woman and I'm like, wow, this is... And yeah, I'm glad that made, made it, you know? I hosted Booker and like first impression I got out of him, he he likes his music, first of all, like he enjoys his songs, like he was smiling all over and like his lyrics and he makes catchy songs just like you, you say. Before. Yeah. I asked him the question. Very talented. Show. I asked him the question on the show, how did you start, I don't know who don't know, and he's like, but that's when I told him that I knew you and he's like, oh yeah, when you host her, make sure you ask her that question. So we're thankful that you I've been able to tell us that story and uh, we can't wait to see Booker's reaction. No, I, I can't even believe he took me serious. <laughs> I, I didn't even think that was the reason he made the song. I just want to thank you for giving me this time and coming to my podcast, but I'm not going to let you go Honor. yet. <laughs> I'm going to which I'm going to ask you this question. I copied it from somewhere, but like, which guest yeah. would you like to see on this podcast next wow and Which you're gonna guess? help us find mm-hmm. a person to get to this podcast i would suggest someone i really like so much mm-hmm. and still in that area of body shaming i don't know if i can but it's that former miss uganda yeah uh but the person you're supposed to tell us you're supposed to help us find the person and then you bring you connect them to us so we can interview them <laughs> we shall talk about that <laughs> we shall get her I but think also, we shall, but also really I, want, I want you to uh help us bring pastor wilson Bugembe. we want we want him on this in the podcast <laughs> wow that's a very heavy task. <laughs> That's a heavy task, but let's see what God does. Nothing is impossible. My dad told me nothing, nothing is, is impossible to a willing. So God. let's see what God does. But yeah, anyway, anybody you want to see on this podcast that you know you can find us, just connect us and tell them, hey, yeah. you need to go and go on the you're gonna boy talk show and just share a story. The last question. Yeah what gets you excited about life the person that i'm becoming yeah the person that i'm becoming and how she's going to have an impact on girls not only back home but all over the world mm-hmm. i just get so excited whenever i think of that woman i'm going to be nice. that mother i'm going to be to many people even not my own but <laughs> yes. Too many of them. That's a prayer I've always prayed to God. I've always asked him, God, make me a mother to thousands of girls all over the world. Nice. That's a that's so a very good. I just good, get excited. That's a very good answer. And I ask people, that's my signature question of my podcast. I ask everybody I host what gets them excited about life because it is something I want to listen to what people say. And almost all people have different answers, but all the answers when you think about them, that's something that gets you really excited. So yes. Jocelyn, I want to thank you a lot for sacrificing this time and we were able to record this episode <laughs> finally. finally. Is there anything else you want to say to our listeners before I let you go? Mm, not really. You said you're going to provide uh, 
that point of contact that contact right yeah oh you can you can say yeah. them if you want like your your social media that you use social uh, media handles i can be found mostly instagram i use my instagram most mm-hmm. that is luziga256 and facebook that is joslyn luziga mm-hmm. and then whatsapp that is 077-66-41741. All right, I'll make sure I put that. Yeah, that, that is where they can get me. And then they yeah. can connect and uh, yeah. Thank you very much and be blessed. Thank you so much too. Hey there, I am Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching my video. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend. Tune in every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time for a new episode of my platform. And for more information about this podcast, follow me on my Instagram page, talk underscore show underscore 256.